Hello and welcome to the Battle Line Podcast, where we have conversations on that collision of space between community, faith, and culture. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Satterley, and, and here with me is the drumroll national director of publications, my co-host on this podcast, my co-host in life, <laughs> Jamie Satterley. Jamie, how are you doing today? Why are you so ridiculous? I'm doing great. It is beautiful. The weather is fantastic. It feels like fall. I am loving it. We also have with us our co-host and producer, the one who makes this whole thing run, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, how are you doing today? I am so super swell. How are you? Speaking of swell, how's that eye? <laughs> Swelling! <laughs> All right. Today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking with Majors Paul and Elma Kane. Majors Kane are the directors of the Salvation Army Student Fellowship at Asbury University in the bustling metropolis of Wilmore, Kentucky. They serve on national headquarters staff, uh, even though they live in and work in Kentucky. And we've gotten to know them over the past year and a half that we've been here. We are really enjoying uh, building that relationship and exploring all the fun things that they get to do. How are you guys doing today, Majors? It's a beautiful day to be alive. You said it's sunshiny there in Virginia. While out here in Kentucky, the sun always shines, <laughs> except when it doesn't. But you didn't hear that last part. <laughs> did uh, did we get that title right? Like, what is your official title? Are you the is it are you the directors of the SASF in Asbury? Yeah, that's correct. Um, uh, there's actually two things. We're the directors of the Salvation Army Student Fellowship, which is the SASF, but we're also the directors of the Molten Student Center. Here on campus, we have a student center uh, that is available to all the students that was built by the Salvation Army. So we we have two roles, really. Oh, cool. So you don't have to be a Salvationist to walk into the Moulton Center. You do not. Anyone that's on campus, student, faculty, they're all welcome to come to the student center. Cool. Well, Majors, first off, just tell us about yourselves. You are on National Headquarters staff, but what territory are you from? You know, how long you've been married? How long have you been in this current appointment? Give us the give us the the two minute biography about Majors Kane. Well, since I'm the one I'm the one that talks quicker, I will give you the two minute biography. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been Thank married. You very much. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> we've been married for 40 years. We went to training back in the dark ages before there was electric in 1982. <laughs> Mission in '84, and so we've been officers for 37 and a half years. Um, we have two grown sons um, and a daughter-in-law and two perfectly beautiful granddaughters. And we are just loving this new appointment. We've been here two and a half years and hoping to stay for a good long time because that's always a good thing. But we are officers from the Eastern Territory and have served in multiple different capacities from Corps officers to Area Commands, Divisional Youth Secretaries. What? And what? D-Y-S. Yes, yes. And also um, were the builders and starter uppers for the Camden Croc Center in Camden, New Jersey. Now, we've been here. We've been here two and a half years, which would normally make us uh, juniors. But uh, because of COVID, we call ourselves red shirt sophomores. Super seniors. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're hoping, we're, we're hoping to get that extra year of eligibility, if you know what I mean. Man, yeah. two, I mean, you've been you've been there two and a half years, and a year and a half of that is coronavirus. That's rough. correct. Rough. That's correct. Yeah, we don't we don't know um, what half the faces of our students look like. So, <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about um, SASF. What is it? How did it get started? 
We, Majors, will you say that acronym again, too? Because we're going to keep using the phrase SASF. So can you again tell us what that stands for? Yeah, it stands for Salvation Army Student Fellowship. And it's here at Asbury. But in fact, there are other Salvation Army Student Fellowships, not only in the United States, but around the world. Uh, one of the others from our home territory in uh, the Eastern Territory at Houghton College the director is coming to Asbury this coming week to speak to our students. So we have reached out and we're trying to make sort of a network of the various SASFs around the country. But here at Asbury, um, previously Asbury College, now university, uh, the first Salvation Army student came here in 1924. And since that year, there has been Salvation Army students continually at Asbury and uh, actually peaking in some years, uh, as high as 100 students um, at, at Asbury. Uh, particularly uh, back in the 1950s, they began to get organized. There were two uh, students who later went on to be well-known, not only in the Salvation Army, but in the world, Dr. Lee Fisher and Commissioner Andy Miller, back when they were college students, uh, really got the ministry of the uh, SESF started first. They began to uh, go in brigades and music groups and travel out to different corps and perform the worship services and evangelistic services. And so as that became more and more organized, the Asbury SESF became more and more well-known. In the 1970s, 1975, the uh, Asbury SESF came under the leadership of NHQ and um, official uh, directors were assigned first in 1990. Volunteer directors at first were Lieutenant Colonels David and Grace Moulton, who started having all the students over to their basement. Can you imagine 50 people, college students piled into a basement? And, and when they got real popular, then they moved to the local Methodist church on Sunday nights. But in 1983, National Headquarters built uh, this, the student center that's here now, um, right adjacent to campus. And since 1990, the National Headquarters has assigned officers uh, like Alma and me to uh, oversee the operations. Um, so over the years, uh, there's been, as, like I said, many as 100 students. Now we have about 40 Salvation Army students. Uh, but again, we minister to the entire campus population uh, while we are here. I think it's good to note that back in the 70s, I believe, maybe before that, that one Paul Rader, then General Paul Rader, was the band master for the SASF band. Yeah, that was in 1956. He was actually the first band master of the SASF band. And of course, later became, after retired as general, he became president of Asbury University. Oh, our little boy grew up. He did. <laughs> Tell us what do what the, you're the directors. What what's a day in the life of the directors of the SASF? I know it's college, so it's going to be crazy, and there's no day that's like the other. But like, what's your general responsibilities? What 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 do you? What's your job? Our job, and our job is what we like to entitle. It's a ministry of interruption, because as you said, there is no day that's the same. The only thing that's the same are the hours that we're open. <laughs> Um, because the students, literally, they come here, they use this as their living room, their hangout place. They come, they do classes here. They do homework here. They do napping here. Napping's important to college <laughs> students. And they do a lot of eating here as well. 
Um, but they um, come, they'll come in, they'll sit with us if they want to, or they just sit with their friends, but we engage them in conversation. We engage them through games, activities, um, all kinds of things. Now, they do love to come here because I make sure that they have fresh baked goods a couple times a week because awesome. that's one of my gifts of giving to them and making sure that they know that they're loved and they're wanted and just a little bit of home. Favorite thing to bake, Major Alma? My favorite thing to bake is cookies. Their favorite cookie is your basic chocolate chip cookie. So, but I keep trying. And I think last year I ended up baking 35 different things. And then we <laughs> took a poll at the end of the year and it's still chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> you can't, you can't beat the, you can't beat the OG. You can't. Yes, you can't. Although I will say I will turn down no kinds of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Alma has a pretty interesting ministry too. Um, she uh, also is a seamstress. And so a lot of students will come to her to get their uh, pants hemmed or a hole fixed. And she makes them sit and talk to her while she uh, sews the things up or sews the button on or whatever. And it's a great little ministry um, that she has. That's cool. You want to play, you got to pay, right? Exactly. And I will teach you how to sew on a button if you want to, but more likely they are happy to sit here and tell me how their days are going than to learn. That's cool. You are just a listening ear for college students. That's awesome. Yeah, and one of the other things we do, uh, we have a uh, student leadership team, a cabinet group that is elected every year by the, uh, the students of the SASF. And our role also is to kind of serve as advisors for them. One of the key things that we have to do is to make sure that everything is student run, which sometimes is pretty frustrating when you're used to running the whole program and, you know, and getting things done. So the so waiting around for, um, you know, for them to, uh, to get it done. But we, we kind of uh, move them in the right direction and help them to formulate their ideas and to plans. And then uh, so uh, we are able to um, help uh, mold them. They're, they're sort of our discipleship team, that, that, that cabinet group. Yeah, that's great. We we got the uh, or had the opportunity recently to be with the SASF on their fall retreat, and so we got to see those leaders in action. They were great. Uh, they were they're fantastic. And my understanding is they took really kind of uh, a big part of planning that weekend. They did it all. Uh, and, they yeah. they they did everything from uh, putting the meeting outlines together, the schedule. You kind of figured it was a schedule put together by college students when they didn't have to wake up until 11 o'clock Saturday morning. <laughs> Listen, that I is my it. kind of retreat. <laughs> uh, they're the ones that selected the activity. They went on a, a canoe ride. But, um, yeah, and, and it's a really – it is so great working with Salvation Army students. And it, what's interesting is they really stand out on campus. I had a conversation recently with the, the campus pastor. He says, what is it about Salvation Army kids that are so different? I go – well, most of these young people have been through Corps Cadets, which is a leadership training program and Bible study. So not only they, not only are they, uh, you know, they learn the Bible, but they're not, they're, they don't sit around idle. And as they grow up through high school and church, they're probably leading a song or uh, giving their testimony. Some of them even preaching before they get to college. Oh, and, and by the way, uh, they're, all mus they're all musicians too. So they're just, they really stand out on campus. We'll send you that $10 for giving us that bold uh, Corkadet commercial <laughs> there. I got you, Major. You're welcome. You got it. 
<laughs> so there's another exciting event coming up at the end of January, the student visitation weekend, where um, students who may be interested in checking out Asbury uh, can come. Can you tell us a little bit more about that weekend? Uh, yes. Um, the weekend is January 27 to 30, and that's a Thursday through a Sunday. Uh, throughout the whole year, Asbury University Admissions Department has uh, visits, and they will have people come to campus uh, for a Thursday and Friday event. And um, we take the opportunity to try and uh, channel all of the Salvation Army students to this one weekend because we not only have an orientation from the Admissions Department, but we also have an orientation plan from the Student Fellowship as well. So when, uh, when they would come to campus, they would get to see classrooms and uh, have a, a chapel service, as well as meeting with advisors and financial aid people as normal. But then they also will have an opportunity if they, if they uh, sing or play a brass instrument, could, could rehearse with the, uh, the Salvation Army um, Student Fellowship Band and Songsters. Uh, they'll be able to be housed, uh, hopefully this year, COVID's also a question, uh, housed with students. And then we all get together on Sunday morning for a worship service. Uh, it really is a, a great weekend to come and see everything that Asbury has to offer. Uh, it's something that they would need to sign up for in advance. You could go to the asbury.edu uh, website and search Salvation Army and uh, find that information. Okay. I was going to ask if, that's, if they are interested in this or if they want to learn more information, they need to go to that website. Yeah, that's the best way. They'll have a sample schedule on there, and there's also a way you can re- you know, click to register as well. It's for rising seniors. Is it also for rising juniors? Yes, yes. And actually, um, younger students could come, uh, sophomores. And we've even had freshmen. They can't go to the campus portion, but they certainly could come to the second half, the SASF portion. Oh, good to know. Cool. All right. There is. This is a silly question, but I got to ask it because I need to know. There is a stereotype on Instagram and TikTok memes in the memes world that people go to Christian college and they get engaged within 20 minutes of stepping on campus. (laughs) So here's my question to you. It's like camp. (laughs) Is there is this stereotype? Is there any truth from all that you have seen after two and a half years of ministry at Asbury? Is there... Is there any truth to the stereotype that people come and they find a spouse at such a young age at Christian college? Well, there is a thing they say around here called ring by spring, but that's, hey. not, that's not necessarily in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> um, but it, actually, it's interesting. Elma and I, uh, we have a lot of people who come and visit here. A lot of alumni come by. In fact, if you want to see pictures of them, check out the hashtag. Everyone comes to Wilmore. Is that, is that the right hashtag? Everybody comes to Wilmore. Everybody comes to Wilmore. Check out that hashtag and you'll see all the people who've come and visited. And I can't tell you how many of them, husband and wife, have come and said, we met here. Oh, and we, and we used to hang out at the Sally Center. That's what they call the SSF Center. Uh, but we, yeah, we, we know that uh, this is a very special place. But yeah, there seems to be a lot of them. <laughs> uh, listen, our Matt, your sister and her husband. Yep. I don't don't think it was ring by spring. I think it took a little bit longer for them, but, uh, can you, can you hit us with that hashtag one more time? Everybody comes to Wilmore. All right. Look forward on the socials and see if uh, it's true. Go ahead, major. So the other thing though, is that, um, you know, the, 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 the boy and girl relationship is different at a Christian campus. You see, they don't just break up with each other when they end it. 
it's the Lord's will. And so, <laughs> so how can you argue with that, right? Uh, I've, I've had many a young gentleman sit across from me over here saying, I thought she was the one. And she said it wasn't the Lord's will. How do you argue that, right? That's why they say it, because you can't argue it. You cannot Jesus, argue it. That's right. Jesus told me. If I had a dollar for every time a, a lady told me <laughs> it's the Lord's will, I would have no dollars. Because I'm, I'm a Lucky. catch, baby. <laughs> Listen, we're falling off the rails real quick. <laughs> Go ahead. Next question, please. please. Can you tell us um, what's what's maybe the funniest college ministry story that you can tell us that you're allowed to tell us? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always something going on, that's for sure. But we have enjoyed just random activities with the students over the last couple of years. And especially with COVID, you're trying to be creative and think outside the box. And so last year, um, we decided we were going to have an Easter egg hunt, but not, you know, the normal throw it out on the lawn. And, you know, these are college students. They're a little more sophisticated. So... <laughs> Or they're supposed to be. We took <laughs> eggs and we filled them and we put their name on the egg and they had to find only their egg. And on the honor system, they weren't supposed to tell anybody else if they found somebody else's egg. And so so that was part of it. But then the other one was we hid one golden egg every day. And to get, you know, you could come and find your egg and then you could come and search for the golden egg. And we did this for three days, hoping that they would collect all of the eggs in those three days. So each day the golden egg was found and they turned it into Major Paul and received a prize. Gift cards are always great for college kids. <laughs> and so the first day they found the golden egg right off. So then, you know, people wouldn't come the next day and hunt. So we figured we had to outsmart the college kids. So the second day... We hid the golden egg, and it took them at least four and a half hours to find this egg. There and were students all over the place trying to find this. <laughs> you know, they were they were running around and swearing at it. No, they weren't swearing at it. But they felt like they, and, and, you know, we're, we were teasing them a little bit. Oh, we really didn't hide it, you know, that kind of thing. But it was crazy. Well, they were <laughs> upturning the couches and pulling the cushions and throwing them all over the room and here we had taped it to the bottom of one of the study tables. So we sat there and my, you know, my husband would say, well, yes, it's right in plain sight. So then they would pull up chairs beside him and look where he was looking <laughs> and try to see if they could figure out what major was looking at. But did anybody ever find it? They did finally find it. And when they found it, they grabbed the egg and they ran out the front door screaming. <laughs> into the door. I don't know what the rest of the community thought, but they had a good time. So. It was crazy. It was uh, crazy. This Easter, could you hide it in the president's office? <laughs> we, we could think about that. They're, they're already talking about an, another egg hunt this year, so we'll have to figure. We'll have to. We'll have to up our game. The nice thing, though, about uh, college ministry is every four years your congregation is replaced. So uh, you, we can do. We can hide them in the same place four years from now and be okay. That, that's funny. <laughs> Majors, can you tell us, like, uh, really, like, tell us a success story? Like, what, what is that story of a kid at Asbury that you that you can share with us? Because again, we don't want to, you know, put anybody's business out there. But perhaps uh, a story of a kid who you just like saw 
the spirit move in their life? And like, what's the story that keeps you going? Like that make gets you up in the mornings and just keeps you moving and doing the good work that you're doing. Well, I think first of all, that it is, it's amazing to me how God intertwines our lives. And there are some of these students that we have known for years and have seen them as little kids. And now to see them as young adults and have, you know, have chosen to come to Asbury and are pursuing what God wants them to do the rest of their life. That is an amazing, to me, that's an amazing success story right there because you have watched them grow. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, um, and we talked earlier about um, how COVID has affected uh, the students and our first year, of course, uh, COVID hit. We were supposed to be leaving for a, a band and songster trip to Georgia and Florida the day everything shut down. And so the students were sent home and um, thinking they were going to come back in a couple of weeks. And, of course, they were not able to and had to finish out the semester doing Zoom classes. And so the seniors that year did not even really get to come back for uh, for anything except to pick their their stuff up. And uh, one particular student, uh, while he was in college, um, like a lot of army kids, he would either do a mission trip or work at a summer camp during the summer. So he never really went home until he had to at COVID. Oh, and by this, by the way, now his family moved and downsized. He didn't even have a a a bed in the house to sleep in. He ended, he's like six foot four and he ended up sleeping on the couch uh, for a number of months. Uh, but this young man um, is, uh, is, is just uh, has recovered greatly from that. And uh, he had some disappointments. He was going to go into the Peace Corps, was not able to do that. Uh, but now he is a uh, core program assistant in uh, the Southern Territory and just loving it. Um, He's one of these uh, young men who uh, really has uh, a desire to serve God and has God's, uh, um, it's on a first name basis, I like to say, with God, that he, he really loves to, loves to talk with God. And, but he's also one who uh, has a passion for souls. And so uh, just to see how his, even though his academic career ended so awkwardly, uh, he's really been able to move into uh, ministry. Uh, so well. We also have uh, two of our former students who are cadets now, one in the Central Territory and one, of the, one in the Eastern Territory. Um, we have a number of graduates who are currently in uh, ministry positions in core. I think even one in your home core, uh, one of our gr uh, graduates. Oh, yeah. Um, and so uh, to hear the stories is great. One of the, we had an event last year where we had one of these graduates zoom in to one of our Sunday night meetings and kind of tell the student, gave a testimony about what it's like after graduation. And it was just so great to, to see how uh, their life at Asbury has really prepared them for life after college. Majors, last, last question here before Jamie, before Jamie gives us our final question, uh, we'll ask this one. And then I want you again, tell us, tell, as you wrap up this question, tell us again, how can people get in touch with you? How can people find out more about Asbury and about the visitation wing? Right here, right now, give us a reason. Why should Salvationist youth go to Asbury? Well, I think first and foremost, let's talk about Asbury University itself. It's a Christian liberal arts school. And I know sometimes people, especially 
parents a lot shy away from this idea of liberal, but liberal arts literally means showing the world. And if you take a university that's a liberal arts school as well, a Christian, with the Christian emphasis, there is such a great emphasis here on campus about how winning the world for Jesus, not only, not only your, your neighborhood and your, your household, your city, your community, but the world. And so through the academics and through all of the activities at, at Asbury University, they are shown the, the world through the liberal arts program. But in addition to that, it's also Wesleyan theology. And it's also non-denominational. And so that's important to know that this Asbury University is not sponsored by a particular org, uh, denomination. It, it, is, uh, it welcomes all sorts of people. And especially in the Salvation Army, you come here, you hear the doctrine that we preach uh, in the Salvation Army. But for the, for the Salvationists, the scholarships that are provided to Salvation Army students are second to none here at Asbury. Uh, there's, a, there's a list as long as my arm of donors who have given money to the university just for Salvation Army students. In addition, there are scholarships in the various territories that are provided just for Asbury students because they've recognized that very special relationship. Um, I think the the last um, uh, time we had a, a session with the admission staff and the financial aid staff, uh, the, the, average, the average Salvation Army student pays 20% less just because of these scholarships. And so um, college is very expensive, uh, but to be able to have these scholarships uh, are great. And then I think the other, one of the other reasons they should come is the Salvation Army Center. There are, uh, this is the only one like it in the whole United States. And uh, this becomes a home base for all the Salvation Army students. And uh, with so many young people this age leaving the church, this is a great way to help them stay connected to the Salvation Army and to the church. I hear that the chocolate chip cookies, the couches, and the golden eggs are second to none in the Moulton Center at Asbury. How about you, Major Alma? Any, anything to add, Major Alma? I think that... Um... I mean, just the reason for the students to come to Asbury is a small town, very small town. We got two stoplights. We got lots of horses, lots of horses. It's Kentucky after all. And it is at Christmas time. I'm telling you, it looks like a scene out of a Hallmark movie. And so if that appeals to anybody other than me, you know, it's <laughs> great. But, you know, they can come, they can uh, feel safe and secure and just know that, it's a great place to live. Cool. And they love the, the folks at, at the university love, love, love the Salvation Army uh, as an organization. And um, they have great respect for the officers and for the students. It, it just is an amazing, wonderful relationship that the campus has. Uh, every year there will be Salvation Army speakers on, uh, in chapel. A couple of years ago, uh, the general came. Last year, the national commander came and spoke. And so it's just a place where they love the Salvation Army, and it's a great place to live out your faith during your college years. That website, again, Major, to find out more information about visitation thing. And then is there a way they can find out about those scholarships, too? Yeah, certainly. Uh, first of all, go to, for the visit weekend, go to Asbury University and search for the Salvation Army, and you'll, you'll go right to that website. 
but uh, you can you can contact uh, us here at the uh, uh, at the student center through our email, paul.kane at usn.salvationarmy.org, and uh, we can send out information to you regarding those scholarships. Or you can even just go directly to uh, contact Asbury Admissions, and they have also the same information. But we'd love to share that information with you. All right, Major Jamie, that last question you love to ask, you want to run the table? Yes. So we always ask every week uh, or every episode, what is bringing you joy? For me, I find this time of year absolutely wonderful. I love the fall weather. I love the cold weather. I love the winter that's coming. But fall in itself with the colors just brings me joy but also family, because this time of year, we all start thinking about family. And it's not just my immediate family, but it's my student family. They do bring me joy. They bring me heartache, but they bring me joy. And, and they bring me headaches, but that's okay. Most days they bring me joy, and I do um, love to serve them in the ways that God has shown me that I can. If you counted up, I should ask this earlier, if you counted up all the students in the SASF this year, what what do you think you'd be sitting out? You mean the ones that have walked through our door this year? <laughs> it's your call. Whatever number you say, I have to believe you. Well, last year we had to keep a sign-in sheet because of COVID, and we had in excess of 800 different students come to through the center last year. Wow, cool. Yeah, it's a busy it's a busy place. I think for me, joy uh, right now um, is the Browns won yesterday. That was a big game. They uh, <laughs> they won, and the Buckeyes won the day before that. So that that, that always gives me joy. But uh, but seriously, I just love um, right now. I'm I'm a people person. I get strength and energy from being around people. I nearly. Um, uh, lost it during COVID. Uh, I love my wife. We spent a lot of wonderful times together, played a lot of games, took a lot of walks, but it was, you know, we just need a lot more people. And so when the students were able to come back to campus, uh, it was just great. I feel so much energy, but I just love the students. We we enjoy being with them. We, we love praying with them and talking with them and guiding them during this time of life. So it brings me joy to see uh, these young people uh, being able to step up into leadership, uh, being able to uh, share their faith. We had one student who went to a young adult retreat in Indiana uh, division this last week, and he came back and gave his testimony about how he, he went going to think he was just going to take things in and got to witness to some men from the Adult Rehabilitation Center. And so you hear stories like that, just moves your heart, gives me a lot of joy. All right, Elizabeth, you're up. What's bringing you joy? My big brother, Bobby, is coming to town, so I'm pretty hyped. Yay. Yay for brothers. Points for alliter alliteration, my big brother. Isn't that brother, pretty rad? Yeah. Bobby. Big brother, Bobby. He goes by um, Rob ever since he started working at The Gap in high school, but I won't do that. <laughs> it doesn't flow. <laughs> so. What a throwback. He works at The Gap. Iconic. Does, is, he, is he bringing coffee milk? Oh, my gosh. If he would only be so bold, I hope so. Does he live in Rhode Island? So he's in Massachusetts. He's crossed state lines. He's in the Boston area. Okay. Give us his address. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do this. <laughs> if I only knew. <laughs> Elizabeth, how much older is Bobby? He's 18 months. So not very much, but he, it seems gigantic. He's so sophisticated <laughs> compared to I. <laughs> That's so much fun. Yeah. 
All right, Matt, your turn. Um, we recently have gotten to watch Apple TV for free because we steal it. No, I'm just kidding. That's not true. We we get it for <laughs> free, free with other. But free trial. I have found the show Ted Lasso now. Let me give it a little preface. Is Ted Lasso a, a holiness show? A definite, indeed it ain't. All right. It has some. The language can be a little strong. It has some choice say. words. But salty. Salty. I like salty. that. Uh, but it, overall, I think that we enjoy watching a TV show where the hero is super optimistic all the time. Like, you know, I think we've all come to this place where like heroes have to have a flawed backstory or something. But you got a guy who just has a little mustache and he just sees the good in people all the time. And he has this great line that I've just been thinking about forever. I don't really care about the wins and losses. I just think as my job to coach, it's to make people better. I just think, man, if that ain't a Salvation Army line, sometimes we get caught up with wins and losses. But our job is just to point people to Jesus and just try to make them better. And the Canes are doing that. At uh, Asbury. Look at a segue. Boom. <laughs> All right, Jamie, give us last yes. one. Wrap it up. What's giving you joy right now? All right. So as of today's recording, tomorrow is the 12th birthday of my baby girl. So I have to say, I have to give her a shout out for her birthday. My little Su- Susanna, uh, this is appropriate. Her middle name is Joy. My little Susanna Joy, it's her 12th birthday. She brings uh, lots of joy also lots of craziness into my life. Uh, but birthday shout outs to Susanna. Wow. Jamie went with the birth of our children and I went with the TV show. That is sounds about right. That is terrible parenting. Bonus points for mom. (laughs) Terrible parenting. All right. Majors Kane, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for what you're doing. And Asbury, Listen, if if you have a rising junior or seen anybody who is interested in going to Asbury, it's affordable. It's more affordable than you think. There's a visitation weekend coming up in January. Hit up the Canes. Talk with them. Even if you're way out, sometimes we have people in the Western Territory who are like, Kentucky is a million miles away. Hit them up. let's, Let's just have the conversation. See what Asbury can offer. Have that conversation with the Canes. Thank you, Majors, for being on here with us. Um, Hopefully, you get a lot of uh, business, as they say. Thanks so much for having us on. We we really appreciate it. We love your podcast, by the way. Uh, I I often listen to it when I go walking in the morning. Matt, you're not as funny as you think you are, but (laughs) I love it. I do love it. (laughs) Listen, I completely understand. I completely understand. Um, With that... Major Kane's mic has been muted. <laughs> That's going to end this episode of the Battle Line Podcast. Be sure to check out the Peer website, peermag.org, or follow Peer on the socials at peer.magazine. That's it. Thank you, Majors. Until next time, this has been the Battle Line Podcast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>